Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast, episode 73. And yes, me, Alex, the intern. Unpaid. Hosting. (laughs) Don't know why. Don't know how. Lost a game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You lost two games of rock, paper, scissors. Um, yeah, it was a sweep. It wasn't yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. all right, all I right. didn't even change yeah. my tactic. Yeah, you I kept went rock both out scissors. <laughs> we have one of the worst hosts in podcasting history, Marcus Keller. Oh, we have wow. Other worst host, <laughs> Tyler Erlinson. Oh, wow. Okay. And the ultimate worst host, Jake Jude, on for today's episode. Unplug his mic. <laughs> I, I can agree with that last one. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> Well, it's a sad day today. Yeah, we've got some sad news. We'll get to that later. First, we'll start off with our fake sponsor, and I'll hand it over to Marcus, who has a fake sponsor because he's the worst host in podcasting um, history. Do you not have one? Well, just to remind our listeners that our fake sponsor of the week is only a joke because we have a real sponsor now. Uh, thank you, Beaver Buzz, so much for supporting the boys. We really appreciate it, and we drink Beaver Buzz all the time now. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by my mom, quite literally, because we would not be doing this episode if she didn't drive like a half an hour to bring us the SD card that we record on because I forgot it at home. Came all the way to Tyler's. I thought Jake had it. We both had an argument and uh, you lost and I lost because I thought Jake was supposed to have it. It's kind of like a the SD card is like a child in a divorce marriage yeah. we just kind of share custody of neither it. of us want it yeah we don't <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Damn. I, yeah. for everyone's sake i hope neither of you get pregnant yeah. well lucky for y'all that's gonna happen everybody. yeah but anyway so uh big thank you to my mom for uh sponsoring this week's episode yes, quite literally this, episode. Too. Yeah, this is really not a fake sponsor this is like she really is the only reason we're recording yeah, right now. Grassroots podcast here. Yes, thank you. All right. That being said, we're not going to let him off the hook that easily. Oh, come on. <laughs> I thought I did a pretty good job of roasting myself no. there. <laughs> no, yeah, it happens, whatever. But at least we get the chance to bring in the episode anyway. Wouldn't have happened without Marcus's mom, though. So, round of applause for Marcus's mom. Ooh, good button choice. Good button choice. It's a miracle you hit the right button on the first try. It, you know what? For that one, I had to. Yeah. There's not a lot of other buttons that I could have hit that mm-hmm. would have been okay. Anyways. <laughs> I guess that one wouldn't have been that bad. This yeah. is everyone laughing at me for forgetting yeah. the SD card. This is such a long audio, though. It is, yeah. Kind of like... Uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, I turned it off. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, We're done so with that long. one. That one always... It laughs really hard, kind of gets quieter, then it picks up again. Yeah. Yeah. Hey! All right, no, all right, no, we cannot do that sound. <laughs> That's right. enough of that. So let's jump into some hockey news. Sad story came out. Do you guys want to start with the good news or the bad news? Hey, man, start, you're the host. I want to start with the Canucks you're, news. You're driving you the train, with the Canucks man. News. Well, no, no, okay, let, let's do let the, him, let well, him, okay. this. Is, this is Canucks news. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my God, I already know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> the... So sought after free agent PK Subban uh. has retired from the NHL. <laughs> the missing piece to the Canucks Stanley Cup run. No. Yeah. 
and he's gone just like that. This guy, I think, is going to have the most lucrative post NHL career that any player has ever had. Oh, 100 percent. One of the I, it'll be up there, not the most. BX is doing a pretty good job. You, no, you know what? Paul Bissonnette's yeah, definitely Bissonette, yeah. Bissonnette's definitely number one. But like he's up there. I would think Gretzky's up there too. You have to think how many companies right, well, plaster I, his name Gretzky's on unfair. anything. That's an unfair yeah. one. Gretzky no, but, is but a it cheat counts. Code. It counts. I mean, yeah. But like as a, a non dominant hockey player. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Subban's gonna potentially surpass those guys, yeah. I because he is gonna be on every panel. He's going to be on every company's endorsement. Like he's going to be the face of hockey media for the next thirty years. I really hope that Sportsnet is smart enough to pick him up before an American station does. Oh God, mm. I hope so. Because like he's a Canadian guy, you'd think you have that advantage. But of course, in the states, he'll probably make more money. He'll probably get shown to a bigger audience. Yeah. So a, a Canadian I, guy that played for the Canadians. You think Sportsnet's bringing him in? No way. <laughs> I don't know. They brought BX in. I didn't think they would do that either. Yeah, but that's not the Leafs' like arch rival. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know though. I think most Leaf fans, at the very least, have some respect for PK Subban. You know, uh-huh. he he didn't have the reputation for being the slubinator until after he left Montreal. <laughs> yeah, man, so. he really destroyed his reputation. He kind of did, two years. which is too bad because had he not done what was it three, four slewfoots yeah. without that, like I could week. not have ever said he was a dirty player. No, you know, but with that, it's like ah, that that's always going to be hanging over him now. Mm-hmm. It's too bad, slewman. However, back to Alex's point, he was not the solution for the Canucks. He was going to be. And but we will never know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now we're never know. So, so yeah. you just got to take my word for it. I, I do, however, wish that he would have kept playing because I definitely think that he had it in him. He could have still, he could have helped someone. I just don't think it was the Canucks. Yeah, I think, though, he'll be better as a media person than he would playing another season in the NHL. And I probably, think he would make more. I think yeah. he would have always been a better media person than he would have been a hockey yeah. player. Just because, not because he's a bad hockey player, yeah. because he's such a good personality. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, we'll jump to some legitimate Canucks news, and I'll throw it over to Marcus for that one. Is there any Canucks news? There is, as a matter of fact. Um, so the Jake Milford Golf Tournament mm. just wrapped up. Um, this is a little tournament they do every year before the beginning of the season. It's kind of a charity thing. They've got a lot going on. I was actually Ryan Kessler's caddy at the tournament one year when I was a little kid. That was very exciting. Did he hook up with anyone's wife? Jesus. Not in front of me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting pretty cozy with some of the cart girls, though. Uh, I noticed that. Well, I wouldn't blame They him. were getting cozy with him. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and that was maybe the biggest flex I've ever seen on a golf course was the cart girl hitting on the golfer. Ooh. That's I've never seen before, but it happened. Yeah, usually it's the old men trying to pick up the cult gr- <laughs> cart girl. <laughs> yeah, this was quite the opposite. But anyway, back to this year's tournament, which Ryan Kessler was not a part of. However, Chad Kroger was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, the, oh, yeah. Lead, the lead singer of Nickelback joined the team on the course this year. Yeah, I saw a picture with him and uh, Miller on Instagram. There. Yeah. I would imagine they would have had a pretty fun time. Oh, 100%. Uh, The team also seems to unanimously agree that Pod Colson or Hoaglander are the worst golfers they have ever seen. Yep, unless you ask Demko. Yeah, Demko (laughs) thought they were the best and Miller sucked. Yeah, who said Hogs is the best player? (laughs) He never goes out. He never golfs, but he's like, yeah, he's just one of those guys. He just comes out and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I heard Miller's a pretty good golfer. Yeah, he yes. seems like the unanimous number one. 
Yeah. I think he plays a lot in the summer, so. I think I saw that the um, the girls that work at the sports bar were the the cart girls. Yeah, the last they they had them involved. Yeah. So when I did the tournament when I was a kid, the spark the sports bar didn't exist yet. But now that it does, they've kind of like taken over as like the food and beverage sponsor, whatever you'd want to call it. So they kind of they they're just endorsing it, right? So give us a better idea. Like, what is this tournament for? What's the purpose? Uh, honestly, I'm not super educated on it. It's just a charity golf tournament. They have the team plays with a lot of usually like business executives and stuff who all like pay a lot of money to play with the players. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, when I went, I won the chance because we were season ticket holders that we got to send someone to be a caddy. So my family sent me. So yeah. I spent the day just riding around with Ryan Kessler and three other random guys I didn't know. It seems like a lot of teams do kind of like a golf tournament before all like the training camp and everything starts. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a good way to like get the pros kind of playing and interacting with yeah. people that would otherwise have no way to do that. Mm. No, smart. Every, pretty much every hockey player golfs in the yeah. off season. So yeah. And most business guys do too. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a good way to mix them. Money sport. Yeah. Uh, another little, not, not really big news, but the, uh, Penticton Young Stars Classic, uh, kicked back up, which was on a couple year hiatus because of COVID. And that's mm-hmm. where the Winnipeg Jets, Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, and Vancouver Canucks all send their prospects basically to play a little tournament. There's no real like winner. It's more of just a scouting opportunity. In Penticton. In Penticton. Huh. Seems like a really random place to send them. It's. What I'm surprised at is that they do it there every year, but mm-hmm. it makes sense that they do it in like kind of a smaller town where there would be a lot of hockey fans, but no actual NHL team within a reasonable driving distance. Also, the yeah. Penticton V's arena is super nice. Yeah, I've oh. played a lacrosse tournament in there, actually. Mm, yeah, I had a hockey tournament there one time. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, so they did that. The Canucks won two out of their three games and uh, looked pretty good. And did you guys see the mic'd up video with Tristan Nielsen in it? No, I didn't. It is absolutely hilarious. It is maybe one of the better mic'd up videos I've seen from the Canucks in years. It is so funny. So this guy, who I hate to admit, I know nothing about him. I don't know where this guy came from. I don't know if we drafted him. I don't know if he's come up through our system or someone else's and we've just acquired him. He's absolutely hilarious. I, w- I would even say he reminds me a little bit of like a Connor Garland type player. Okay. He's short, very aggressive. He threw m- more hits than almost anyone in the tournament. He's like 5'10", and his chirps are funny. Huh. They are really good. Yeah, I see that he lit it up in that tournament too. Like he was scoring. Yeah, he had, I think, three goals in two games. Yeah. I, sorry, he played all three games, but he had two, a two-goal game and a one-goal game. Yeah, but. Wow. Oh, the mic'd up thing was funny. After they won, he like you know they the team all kind of jumps in on the goalie, whatever, and they start yeah. skating off the ice. And he starts screaming down to the other end of the ice where the other team's all sad they lost, and he starts screaming out, "Let's go boating! Let's rent a boat!" <laughs> <laughs> Just like the randomest stuff, but it's so funny. He's even chirping other guy. He hit one guy who's way bigger than him, and he kind of retaliated. Yeah. And he skates by him later. He's like, I'm 5'10". You're like 6'5". Get a life. If I had a nickel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need yeah. to mic up more players. I think so. It's always so I don't know why every stuff. player isn't just always mic'd up. Well, you don't <laughs> want to catch anything saying Well, that. no, I don't mean they should release it to the public. I mean, yeah. like, it makes sense. There'd be good content to get out of that. And I don't think it's much extra to just 
slap a mic pack onto their gear. Yeah, maybe. Like, clearly the players don't mind it or they wouldn't agree to do it in the first place. Yeah. I noticed a lot with, like, the bigger players and, like, the, the taller guys in the league, they always go after the littlest guys. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but they just, they always go after the little guy. That's because fighting's illegal now. The code is gone. The code was the big guys didn't used to hit the little guys and the goons stayed away from the stars. It doesn't happen anymore because the penalties for fighting are so stiff. Yeah, true. Yeah, look at Mark Shafley's a first liner. He is. <laughs> where, where are you going with this? Good fact. He's a fucking goon. Oh. He is. That's Jake's inner Winnipeg Jets fan coming out. Oh, yeah. Diehard Jets <laughs> fan over there. Yeah. Speaking of, well, I don't know. I don't know if there's more Canucks news. I don't really think there is. There's not much. Training camp starts in Whistler this weekend. I will probably be going to some of that. It sounds like Jake will be as well. Yep, Marcus will be on the ri- on the road at 5 a.m. Yep. It's going to be an early morning on Saturday. Look for we'll, him on the highway. Yep. 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 <laughs> make, look for me make, on the highway at 9 a.m. still in Vancouver. <laughs> trying stuck to in traffic. Make sure you stop and ask him for his autograph. Yep. Just yeah. cut him off. As many stops as possible yeah. for Marcus. Now, that is one thing that has not happened yet. I've been asked yeah. for a lot of pictures. Never I have not been happen. asked for an autograph. But I don't know. I'm going to ask you for your autograph. Oh, Do it could happen. It could happen. What's that? Do you have like a signature or an autograph? I used to. He's been practicing. Yeah. Don't worry, he's oh, when, when, I was, yeah. when I was in grade six, I had a really cool one because I was like convinced then that I was going to be a pro athlete, even uh, though yeah. I played like bronze soccer and <laughs> house lacrosse. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a pro athlete. I need if a it, cool signature. I feel like every kid when they're like in middle school writes their signature and then puts their little number. The numbers? Next yeah. To it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had that. I had yeah. the K and Keller had like this big long arm off of it. And on top of it, I'd put number 10. Yeah. All the time. Like even on schoolwork when I'd hand it in, I'd put that on. Yeah. I'm going to hire people to go ask Marcus for their autograph. <laughs> That's a good question. What was your guys' number? Like sports number. It was always number 10. 10. My, my dad was 10. I just, it was natural. I was always 10. The grade eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. My dad's number was always eight and I was born on the eighth. So yeah. Yeah, my number was always different. Like I'd say most consistently it was four, but because like every defenseman wanted to be number four, yeah. it, I've rarely ever got four. So I'd been like, I think I was three, four, five, six, and seven in, in uh, ice hockey growing up. Mm-hmm. But okay. then in, in ball hockey. The way they did jersey numbers was so weird. They just took all the most popular numbers in the NHL and turned them into jerseys. And oh. then they did the sizing based on the number. So, like... The higher numbers were large. Exactly. Was 99. What's that? You were 99. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I'm getting at is... is yeah. <laughs> no, but pretty close because the biggest jersey was 91. And the second biggest jersey was 88, which is kind of funny because those are typically your defensemen. Mm. And then those are, like, you know, Stammer and Kane. Yeah. And then the third biggest jersey was 87. Which was my jersey. I wore 87 in ball hockey. And it was so annoying hearing, oh, you think you're so good. You think you're so good. It's like, we all have the same jerseys. Like, shut up. That's all right. My my Reaper's jersey, I'm rocking number 88. That was my three on three jersey. Yeah. And I'm a defenseman. And my my Dragon's jersey is 96. But I'm not a, well, I guess you kind of play wherever on that team. But six foot five, Sidney Crosby. (laughs) Yeah, weird, right? (laughs) That is always weird, though, when you get that jersey that, you're, or you end up with a set of jerseys and your number just isn't there, or someone else takes mm. it before you. And then you got to get creative. You got to like bullshit reasons in your head for why a different number means something to you. Yeah. Like I, the two years I could, sorry, there were three years I couldn't get number ten, and two of those years I took number fifty-five because five plus five equals ten. And then there was another year where we only got low numbers, but ten I think was like an extra small, so there was no chance. Mm-hmm. And then I took 
15, I think, because it was like a mix of 55 and 10. But that was like, again, you're really thinking like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just 10's my number. I don't know what to do now. Yeah. My, I had the same reasoning as Tyler. My birthday's on the 9th, so I was born 9. Yeah. Mm. 9's a decent number. I liked it. And yeah, my birthday's on the 6th. I hate wearing 6. Why? I don't, six. I don't know. It just it, to me. That's it's Shea like not Weber's a cool number. number. You like idolized him growing I up. I did, yeah, but I hated the number six. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, I was always a forward too. So eight, eight worked. Yeah. Numbers. <laughs> Numbers are goofy. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition! What a do we do we really not have any more Canucks news? What a transition! I think there's more uh, oh, NHL oh, news. Oh 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 oh. Oh, there's way more Canucks news, but there's just one thing. Uh, way more. And it's it's not really. It's about as much Canucks news as P.K. Subban was Canucks news. <laughs> oh, but that it's was still big Canucks, Canucks news. news. Oh, th- this is even bigger. Jacob Chikrin has been interviewed about how Ugh. he wants to get traded. He I, There's rumors he's not going to report to camp for Arizona. There's all this stuff going on. And he said he wants to get traded to a playoff contender. He's not coming here. Is he a, is he so, a right shot D? No, he's a left shot defenseman. But Shit. but but he's really good. Yeah, we could put him on the right. He's been rumored here for so long, you guys. We would have gotten he him wears by now. No, that's six. not necessarily true because here's the thing. <laughs> Shea Weber. <laughs> so he, here's here's the thing with Chikrin, and it's the reason why we haven't gotten him yet. They're asking prices too high. They wanted a first, a high end prospect, and a roster player. Lacker Mackey. 2023 first and Hoglander. That's already too much. So th- that's exactly my point. I agree with that's way I agree much. with Alex here. That is too much. Yeah. So well, I'm just telling you what that looks like. Yeah. I get it, but what I'm saying is the clock is ticking for Arizona now. Tanner Pearson, there's a roster player. <laughs> <laughs> that Tanner I like. Pearson, that Tyler, I Myers. Tyler Myers, Tyler Myers, Tanner Pearson. First. Okay. I for, I Tanner we, Pearson, Tyler Myers, Lecker Mecky, and a first. They can have him. I would do that. Oh, yeah. Lacker Mackey's oh, supposed to be good, Who though. cares? I Lacker, care. Lacker Mackey's like, what, three or four years away from even cracking the lineup? Like two. Yeah, he's like, two. who cares? No. JT also, Miller will be in his mid-30s by then. He's going to be, okay. he's going to need to play in the top six. We have to move somebody from there. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I see where you guys are coming from. I think Kuzmeko. I think no, we trade him. No, Kuzmeko's getting like $10 million next year on our team. Yeah, That's I don't think I mean, there's any value. Put it this way. For Arizona, I think they only want guys that are locked in for term because otherwise they are leaving <laughs> yeah. there as soon yeah. as the season's over. But, no, my point is the reason I think it might be more realistic now is because Chikrin's wanted out for how long now? Like a year a and a half? Yeah. If he's now saying he's not reporting to camp, that and which is not confirmed, it's just been rumored that he won't go, that says the clock's ticking for Arizona. Like, they might not be able to hold that asking price anymore. If they go down to, say, a first and a roster player or a first and a high-end prospect, that becomes a much more doable trade then. Well, and now with with the coaching staff having Hughes and OEL playing together, that opens up another spot on the right side. Or on the left side, sorry. He's going to the Oilers, I think. The Oilers, I, they cannot know, possibly have space. enough money to do that. I mean, I not that we do either. making that much. I think he's making, what, around like five? Yeah, he's four. No, he's four something. Yeah, Is I think, it four something? Yeah. yeah, I think the Oilers have enough room. And I think they have a better package than we do. Well, yeah, because the thing is, I guess they've been looking at moving Pooley RV too. Yeah. Apparently that's still a cap move they've been looking to do. Yeah. Yeah. But well, what else they did was they signed Jake Vertanen to a PTO. 
They did. I don't know if we'll call that Canucks news or not, but I guess we'll talk about it now. Yes, Jake Vertanen. <sighs> Sorry, I just before we move on, I think I should bring this up because this adds a very interesting wrinkle to the this whole breaking news to the whole no 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 to the whole Jacob Chicken thing, which I, we haven't talked about in the past. Okay, so we were talking about his contract. Uh, you guys are right; he makes four point six a year until twenty twenty five. Oh, that's really good. Yes, and he is in the fourth year of this deal. Okay. The first four years, no issues. But 2023, 2024, and 2024, 2025, he has a modified no trade clause. So they're going to trade him so, this season. So they got to trade him now, otherwise yeah. he ain't coming to any of the Canadian teams. Exactly. So they could be, so Arizona could be forced to lower their asking price significantly then because if they don't trade him yeah. now. It's a 10 team no trade list. So no California and no Canada. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because for those of you who aren't aware, that's what 10-team no-trade list means. Yeah. No Canada, no California. Yeah, it's that's pretty clear. Yeah. Mine would be 10 times over, no Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> no I Minnesota, have... no Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, send me wherever the hell you want. <laughs> well, I mean, that again, that to me, that's the big thing here is the asking price. It seems like that's the only reason the Canucks haven't already made a move. If they can get them to budge on that, and like I said... If they can eliminate one piece from that, whether it's the, I mean, it's not going to be the first. Arizona's going to want a first back or the prospect or the roster player. If they can get rid of one of those, I think this deal gets done. Well, and I think especially if it's a roster player, because Arizona, let's be real, they're building for the future. They're not close to building anything that's going to make the playoffs. They want futures. Tyler seems to think so. Well, if the Canucks are going for Chikrin. Their first round pick is not going to matter this year, anyways, because that means they're making the playoffs, and and they're trying to make a little bit of a run into the playoffs. So it's not like it's going to be a top fifteen pick. That's a good point. That's actually a really good point because you're right. Like Vancouver's first round pick this year and their next few first round picks are shouldn't are, be valuable. But right now, right they're now, at the highest how, value they yeah, have. It has yeah. more value now than it would in four months if the Canucks are sitting in a good, Dude, good spot. A month from now, if yeah. they if they get off to a hot start. That first yeah, round first pick value tanks. 100%. Right? And so yeah. many people have the Canucks missing the playoffs on their lists and stuff. Yeah. Which they don't follow the team as closely as we do. Yeah. And we know that that's probably not going to happen. And but. that's coming from Jake, everybody. Exactly. So <laughs> trade the pick now. Get yourself chicken. Load up that defense. And that yeah. solves a lot of your problems as long yeah. as you don't. Even if you had to get rid of a player that's like going to be on your third line. Like if you had to get rid of a player like Garland, like there's your roster player. I send him back, back to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> he asked for a trade on Arizona. Gets it. Gets sent right back. Garland, Pearson, and a first. See oh, you later. Man. Garland, OEL, and a first. Send man, them both back. This is, this is bringing back those strong 2012 vibes. Did we talk about that before about... Uh, Raymond Ballard and a, and a second. second yeah. <laughs> that was the big meme amongst Canucks fans that just every like everyone in the league that they wanted it was all oh, give him Rain Ballard and a second. That'll yeah, that'll close the deal. I feel like now that's like Hoaglander, Rathbone, and a third. It's the same. It's the same thing. But anyway, I f I find that very funny. So I think that wraps it up for Canucks news. You find it funny? I find it goofy. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my part of the show where I go and I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up that story with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, the intern's here to talk about it too. 
I'm, so I've been here for the past like month. You don't have to keep. <laughs> I know, but but that's my spiel, man. Like okay. that's what I say. Um, it's like his thing when he does the fake sponsor, like him. Yeah, I've changed it though. I yeah. modified it. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Maybe for season three, I'll I'll change it. Maybe for my brain might yeah. explode when I go to try. To I, might, I might have to change mine too. Like come up with a more permanent thing because right now I just kind of skim my way through the Beaver Buzz stuff, but like yeah. I don't know how to do it. Because we don't have a script yet. Yeah. Speaking of Beaver Buzz, thank you to Beaver yes. Buzz. Appreciate it. If Alex stays on, do we have to put him on the cover? Do we have to what? put him like that, like not album art, but whatever it is on the podcast when like people play it and it's the picture of the three of us. Do we have to add him to that? Isn't it just the VP or VBP now? Uh, no, that's, that's, that's just sorry. That's. No, it's not even Spotify. You know, we'll, we'll make a poll. We'll do a poll on Instagram. A poll to see if Alex <laughs> yeah. deserves to, <laughs> to be on the yeah, cover. We'll let the promotion. people decide. Yeah, yeah. See, put a poll up to see if I deserve a promotion. We're there all voting go. no, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, you have three votes for remaining yeah. the unpaid intern. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so the story this week comes out of the world of boxing. Do you guys remember a few years ago when the Arguably, if not indefinitely, the greatest boxer of all time, Floyd Mayweather Jr., fought one of the greatest mixed martial artists, Conor McGregor, in a boxing match. You guys remember that? I do. do. I went to a big party to watch that, actually. Well, it came out this week. A rematch is in the works for next year. Yes. We could be seeing a Mayweather-McGregor 2. I heard Mayweather's fighting Deji. Yeah, Mayweather's fighting Deji. I saw that. That was also rumored this week, but which maybe that's goofier. I don't know, but I think this one is a lot more interesting. Oh, 100% like, yeah. more interesting. Yeah. McGregor, Mayweather. Did, did you know so, You know Logan Paul still hasn't been paid for that fight? Yeah, he hasn't. He, he hasn't been paid? Yeah, yeah he hasn't from, from May, also the Mayweather's sp- camp never paid him. Yeah. The split for that was fucked. It was like 90-10 yeah. for, for Mayweather. Yeah, yeah and... Logan Paul didn't get paid nothing. Yeah. Wow. Wait, so remind me again in that uh, McGregor versus Mayweather. Mayweather won, right? Yeah, yes. Mayweather won. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I won, so. won good money. It was on a that. decision, I think. I, uh, yeah, I don't think he knocked yeah, him out. No, or it was, like it was that. a decision. Like it, went, it went all the way. It was so long ago. Like, I don't remember that much of it now, but the one thing I do remember was McGregor got cocky a few times and started like. He, he like was, put his hands behind well, his yeah. back and like leaned in with his. That's like, McGregor for you. Yeah, like, yeah. that's just how. Yeah, but he that, is. that was cool to see though. Even though you knew that the whole thing was kind of a gimmick, it was really cool to see that oh, kind yeah. of I don't know clash of worlds if you want to yeah. call it that. McGregor was also done after three rounds. Like as yeah. soon as he was so tired, he was useless out there. Mm. I just don't see the, like. There's no way that Floyd Mayweather needs the money from this fight. So he has nothing to gain by doing it, but yet he decides to do it anyway. He loves money. Yeah. But what does he need? Like, the guy's the highest paid athlete of all time. Like, I, I don't, from the sport he plays, okay, right? Like, yeah. endorsements and all that yeah, crap yeah, aside, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. pure say, like money and earnings from playing the sport they play, he's the highest paid athlete of all time. He also that's spends crazy. a lot of money. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Is he's known as Floyd like, Mayweather money. Yeah. Floyd, Floyd money, money Mayweather, Mayweather yeah. yeah. He, I didn't know he that. spends a lot of his money. He even yeah. hired somebody to count his money after he counts his money. What? So like when he goes to like Baller. when Wait, he goes to like don't you do that though? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes to like a store or something, he'll literally count the money and then his other guy will count the money and then they give it to like the teller. Mm. 
power movie. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's it's a good gig. I've, I've really been yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, Jake's been counting my money. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that'll, be, uh, that'll uh, be fun. I don't think it'll be as entertaining as the last one. No, with neither of them fighting for a while, but it'll still be good. I'd love to see Patty Pimblet fight like one of the. Oh yeah, YouTube stars. Or I've never heard that name before. You've uh, never heard. You've never heard of him. No, it sounds like a Peppa Pig spinoff. Patty I want the baddie. I want to see Canelo knock out Jake Paul. Well, that'll never happen because he would. Yeah, exactly. Didn't he offer him like thirty mil or something to fight Canelo? Yeah, no. Uh, Jake Paul offered Canelo like thirty mil to fight. Oh, I don't know. So I don't, I don't think. I don't. Yeah, maybe. And every time you guys talk about this guy, I just think of. The spit and chicklets producer. I just can't get that guy's face out of my head whenever we talk. Mikey Granelli. Yes, We're every not even time talking about him because the other guy, the boxer, his last name sounds like Granelli to me. Canelo. Canelo and <laughs> no, Granelli. That, that is, is not, not close. I know, but like, they, I don't know either of them, so it's just they're yeah, Donair. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Donair. He's stupid. Anyway, there you go. There's the big scoop for the week. The fight that may or may not happen next year between Conor McGregor and Floyd Money Mayweather. Not bad. Alrighty. I, I really thought the goof of the week was going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs making their jersey sponsor milk. No. Still Just think that it looks milk. Cool. No, 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 no. It does I saw, look cool. I saw a TikTok yeah. video and this guy was like, after every Maple Leaf goal, I'm shotgunning a bag of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> What is with Eastern Canada and milk, and why do we get sucked into this reputation for it? We don't. Do, I know Costco has bagged milk, but like, Costco we don't. Costco has bagged milk. Yeah, Costco has bagged milk. Yeah, I've seen it before. I've like, you know, on the dairy coolers when you go to the big section. That's ice they, cream. It's not. <laughs> I, they, it's a cooler, not a freezer. Well, they melted ice cream sitting in a bag. Yeah. No, it's well, bagged milk. But I don't know who buys it. No, it's like ice cream concentrate. What? Yeah. You like put it into an ice cream maker and then it turns it into ice cream. It's not... Costco has that many customers that own their own ice cream machines? Well, okay. If we're gonna, let's not talk about Costco. But Costco okay. also it caters to businesses. And that's what it's for. It's not bagged milk. You know, why, would one, Costco, why would one <laughs> grocery store yeah. sell bagged milk in Vancouver? I don't know. None of the other ones. I don't know, but if anyone did it, it probably would be Costco. Yeah, the sure point is, did. we're getting way off track here. The Wh point is, why don't we have bagged milk? No, the point <laughs> is, why does anyone? It's useless. Why no, would you? Understand. Why would you buy any liquid in a bag? Because you put it in your jug when you get home. Why not just buy it in a jug? Well, because maybe the jug at your house fits your uh, fridge better. Some people care about the environment, Marcus. Yeah, I don't know if that helps the environment. Plastic is recyclable there, Alex. What, are you no. throwing out your milk jugs? You no, killing the environment, I'm, Alex? I'm recycling my milk bags. Are you yeah. counting you, them, too? I hope you count them. Fucking con artists at the recycling depot stealing my ten cents. You have to. You have to tell the story now. You don't have a choice. You have to do it. Over ten cents. Okay, no. So a couple of years ago, my dad took like a ton of of bottles. They collected like all summer. So my dad took a ton of bottles to the bottle depot. And when he took them in there, they were like helping him count and sort them. And then he goes to the till and they give him like twenty bucks. And he goes in his head. He's like. This doesn't seem like the right amount. Like, it seems kind of fishy. So he, he goes, whatever. So he grabs the money, and he goes, and he leaves. And then I guess it just, like, festered in his brain. He's like, what? Like, why did they only give me 20 bucks for that? It should have been way more. 
So he hatches this plan. <laughs> he takes like, we have this like old garbage can that we were using for storage and he puts like a new plastic bag in it. And then he puts like a clipboard with a pen on the handle of the garbage can and starts tallying each bottle that we're throwing into this bag. And then he takes that bag to the bottle depot at the end of the month or whenever he fills it up. And he hasn't already figured out how much money he should get back for the amount of bottles he brought in. Yep. And the fuckers cheap changed him <laughs> and gave him like half of what the bag was worth and he Damn. called them out on it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I guess. Well, like think about it, right? Like nobody goes there knowing how much they're going to get. Oh, and I so, knew exactly how much I was going to get when I went there a couple weeks ago yeah. because of that story from your dad. <laughs> yeah. So I counted every single goddamn thing before yeah. I went in there. Yeah. Because they, 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 they do. They just pocket the difference. hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. The moral of the story is count your bottles if you're going to the bottle depot. Yeah. I got 200 bucks. It'll rip you off. Jeez. Yeah. You got 200. I don't think I have ever gotten more than like $30. Because they're from fucking a ripping depot. you off. It was, okay. no, it was a haul that I had. And people kept walking by me like, man, that must have been some, some great party. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was pretty decent. It was a pretty <laughs> wicked party. It was fun. It was a good party. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so moral of the story, make sure you don't end up with a... What, what did Alex call it? Like a Bottle Depot dozen or something? Well, I called it that? Yeah, you said something about that. Like, I forget what we were talking... You 11? told that story before. Oh. And it was... I don't know. You had to get... I forget how a it went. A baker's dozen. A baker's no. dozen's 13. A Bottle Depot dozen is 11. <laughs> that sounds right. Sure. That sounds right. I never heard yeah. that before. Anyways, you know, said it. <laughs> you made you it up. Came up with it. I did not say that. Anyways, yeah. let's get back to some hockey talk. All right. Maybe after the break. You want to go for a break? Okay, let's go to break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you on the other side. Oh wait, that was his. That was his. Let's go to break. <laughs> That was brutal. You're just like, okay, sure. I don't know if you're getting promoted for transitions (laughs) like that. All right, let's go to break then. Well, that was a good uh, Bottle Depot talk, but I think we should uh, (laughs) head back to some NHL news. But we'll go for break first, and we'll send it to our sponsor. Is that what you say? (laughs) Right after a word from our sponsor. Right after a word from our sponsor. I talked to my sponsor before meetings stuff. Yeah. What? What? Like AA. <laughs> get it? What? I don't get it either. <laughs> I, I'm very lost. I right don't now. go to AA. I'm like Jake <laughs> Jude. <laughs> hey, fuck off, Andrew. <laughs> I don't have an alcohol problem. You have an alcohol problem. <laughs> alcohol is a problem with me. For me, it's a solution. I, yeah, drink. <laughs> I have an alcohol solution. <laughs> right after a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Beaver Buzz Energy Drinks. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz. I don't know. All right, just too much Beaver Buzz. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Beaver Buzz right now. Marcus is buzzing. buzzing. (laughs) This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We are Beaver Buzzing right now. (laughs) You can't say that. Yes, I can. I will. (laughs) And I did. It's probably. No, leave it. Oh, it's standing. And by my mom. (laughs) Thanks, mom, for. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is the, thanks, oh Marcus's mom. Man, thanks. I, I feel bad for the people who skip through the break and, and aren't oh, going to hear this. You, nobody skips the break. No, you don't think so. Man, no. Everyone listens to the reintro, right? Dude, our break is like ten seconds. Like, I know, but still, I, <laughs> if they skip yeah, the break, but I, I, the out. skip button's like ten seconds long. No, so you skip exactly fifteen seconds. Is it fifteen? I don't yeah. have the energy to skip the break. You know. Okay. Well, people are going to be surprised when they hit the button and they're still hearing us talk. Yeah, so. Okay, so anyway, shut up. Should we play the music? Play the music. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. And we're back! Ah! <laughs> what the fuck? Just wake him up a little bit. And we're back from break. How's everybody feeling? Uh, you know, uh, you know, fantastic. A little, little low energy, if well, low energy. Well, fantabulous. Well, let's uh, let's get some, <laughs> some good vibes in the room. Good vibes. Who likes money? Oh, money, I love money. 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 <laughs> you know who else likes money? Floyd Mayweather. Nathan McKinnon, a hundred million dollar yes. contract. Eight years, twelve point six million. How are we feeling? Underpaid. He is the highest paid player in the NHL, and he's still underpaid. I don't know if you can say he's underpaid. He is definitely not underpaid. 100% he's underpaid. Huge overpayment. Huge overpayment? Yes, sir. I, no. I, I agree that it is an overpayment, it's a huge but overpayment. I think he totally deserves yeah. it. And this is an example of what I think more teams should do. Where they had McKinnon on a very team-friendly deal where he did that. He said, I'm going to sacrifice the money for success, but once I bring that success to this team, I want my money. Yeah. yeah, and that is exactly what they did, and I think that if more teams followed that, teams would have success with that, a- as proven by Nathan McKinnon, literally just right now. He's also a one in a million player. That is a top five player in the NHL that is willing to take a pay cut. Not many players are willing to do that. But that, that's exactly you know what who I'm the saying? last one to do it was to take a pay cut to win. Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. And he went back to backups. He takes yeah. the same damn contract every single time. Yeah, yeah 8.7. I mean, it works. Just it takes a special kind of player to be able to say, yeah, I don't want to make that much money. I would rather win a Stanley Cup. It's funny yeah. how they're both from the same place. Yeah. Cole Harbor. I know. How did such a tiny little town manage to crank out two of the greatest NHL talents of our generation? Isn't Marchand from there, too? Yeah, but we don't need to talk about it. No, he, <laughs> just, Is he really from Cole Harbor? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I believe he is. I know they all train together in uh, yeah. PEI or Nova, wherever it's Yeah, it's from. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Speaking of Nova Scotia, big hurricane coming their way. Oh, God. <laughs> we, <laughs> we support our fellow Nova What do you mean? Scotians. I thought the hurricane just left. Marshan went back to Boston for training camp. Nah. Good one. He's a funny <laughs> man. <laughs> no, honestly, like, okay, well, if I'm being serious, I think this contract is a huge overpayment. Like, you're right, he has deserved his money, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, the way that contracts work in the NHL now is players don't get paid on what they've done, they they get paid on what they are projected to do. And so, this contract is going to handicap the Colorado Avalanche for the next eight years. Okay, but good for them, because it didn't handicap them now, so they were able to build a cup contender. Yeah. That, that is the goal of every team. The goal of a team when you become a GM isn't to win back-to-back cups or to win five cups in a row or to win a, a shit ton of Stanley Cups all at once. The goal is to win a cup. It shouldn't be. It well, should be. No, it want. has to be. Just hold on. 
It shouldn't be, though. It should be that you want to build the best team you possibly can to contend for as many cups as you possibly can. And the idea of, like, buying a cup, which is a, a term that's been used in the past, mm. it just pisses me off. Because it's like, you know, you can you can put together the super team, which they kind of did to a certain degree. It's just, I don't know. It, it kind of goes against the, the idea of what I think a, a champion is. Okay, I know you say it is an overpayment and you think it's going to handicap them, but right now they have their top players all locked up for the next couple of years and they were able to fit this contract in the cap. So even though it is a big contract, they still have all their good players. They don't need to re-sign any good players in the next upcoming seasons. Yeah, but they, they did lose a lot of players in the offseason, right? They lost now some Kadri, which was the big one. Yep. Yeah, but I think they that's lost, the only I think one. it was Eric Johnson or Jack Johnson, one of the two. Uh-huh. Uh, boo hoo! Yeah. Well, I know, but Bomb they were. Six. Hey, it, I think it was it, Eric Johnson. It was Eric Johnson. Yeah, Jack Johnson. No, it was Jack. Eric's yeah, still there. Jack, yeah. I don't know. I still think Nathan McKinnon could have got more money. He, I, okay. I think well, he could have walked in there and, and taken yeah. fifteen million dollars okay, from that. No, team. no problem. But if he was a free agent, yes, there's going to be a team crazy enough to give him fifteen mil. I still think Nathan McKinnon is the top two player in the NHL. And top five. Yeah. Top two players. Here's the, the thing. I used and to say he, top, des- he deserves the money. I used to say top three all the time. And I guess what sucks is I see him often perform at, as what I look at as a number two player in the NHL. But then there's other games where he's kind of invisible. Like he doesn't do what you expect him to do. He's. I would say for a superstar, he can be very inconsistent when it comes to like game in, game out. And that's, I think, why some people debate if he's really up there. But that, that's it for me. Is He's capable of it. He just doesn't necessarily show it every single night. I, I just I want to go back to the, the pieces that they lost from the team last year. Mm-hmm. Just to give you guys a better comprehensive understanding of how much they lost. Because I think it's actually quite a bit. They lost uh, Nicholas Obey-Kubel, Andre Burakovsky, Nazem Kadri, Nico Sturm, Jack Johnson, Ryan Murray, and Darcy Kemper. Those are all like the big pieces that they lost. They managed to hang on to Cogliano, Helm, Lekkinen, obviously McKinnon they just re-signed, Valerie Nachushkin, and Josh Manson. Those were all big pieces that they are able to hold on to, but it came at at a big loss. And the only pieces that they added were uh, Evan Rodriguez, who I think was... A solid, they solid ad. That is a they solid did. ad. They got Evan That's Rodriguez. That's a huge ad. Yeah. And a one-year $2 million. That That's is a it? solid yeah. ad. I, I think that... Holy That's yeah. a proving deal right there. That was a th- I think he got 30 last year. Or hell close to yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if he gets, you know, top six minutes like he was getting last year, then maybe yeah. he can repeat that, but we'll see. Um, the other name on their, their additions list would be uh, Gorgiev, who is more than likely going to be their starter. At least he would be if I was yeah. uh, the yeah. coach. Who knows? Maybe with the and Brad Gor- Hunt too. Yeah, maybe with Gorgiev getting more more playing time and getting more consistent starts, maybe they see something in him that that other teams didn't. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe he could be their goalie of the future. But I still think that they lost more than they've gained. They, they probably have. Yeah, but, but that usually happens after you win a cup. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say like, that going from Darcy Kemper, who was in my opinion like a B tier goalie, to Gorgiev, who was at best a C tier goalie. Is a massive. Jump. I think he's got the potential. I think I think Gorgiev's got B-tier. got high potential. Yeah, especially we'll on see. a on a better team with more chance to yeah. prove. Himself. Yeah, because he, well, I mean, he was he was backing up Shostak. Yeah, he was never exactly. going to play. Yeah. They did lose a lot. You're right, and they probably won't go back to back. They could. I don't think they will. But to me, that's okay. Like I'm talking as a fan of a team that has never won a cup. If you give me one cup, blow the team up the next year. I don't care. 
trade everyone, bring in a whole new roster of players I've never heard of before. I walk away a happy camper because we're no longer that team that hasn't won a cup. I don't know, man. I think you can say that now because you haven't, but... You're a Preds fan. Yeah. You also haven't. Exactly. Would you rather never win a cup than win one and then lose a bunch of your roster the next season? I mean, I'm happy with my one cup. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, obviously, like I would... Tyler's ra- always happy. Okay. Obviously, I'd rather win a cup yeah. than not win a cup. But right. what I'm getting at is like, I really don't think that the whole, the whole reason that we're getting at here is like... Oh, just you know, build a build a one and done team. Like I, I, I just I don't I don't get that. I would I, I'd rather no, have not, a, I'd I rather have a great team. I don't that think wins cups. the Colorado are a one and done team. I think they're no, still I don't think so. I think no, team. but I, I'm I'm also not. The whole reason we're having this debate is because of the McKinnon contract and is he overpaid and whatever. And underpaid. I'm and I'm Which trying again. That contract doesn't kick in until next season. So right. this season so he's still, still like underpaid. Million or and six and million I'm or still trying like to say that like I, I agree that twelve million for him and for as long as it is, yeah, that is probably overpaid. But I'm saying he deserves it, and the team can afford to do it because again, it's not like they're still trying to end this cup drought. Like they're still trying to get one. They have their cup. If they don't win for the next few years. Their careers why did were they still sign McKinnon? Like, here's what I don't understand. Like, if you're not trying to win, then then what's this, well, the whole of point? Of course, he's going to try to win, and he could also ask for a trade eventually. Who knows, right? I don't know. Look, I'm not saying that you're wrong because I think you're right. I think the Washington Capitals are kind of going through this right now, where it's like they're not really trying to win. Yeah, but right? they've got they've Ovechkin got on their roster for 10 million a year, right? Like, you're not wrong. I just don't agree with it. I don't like it. Okay. I, I want to see teams put the best team out every year that they possibly can. Well, and, yeah. and when when McKinnon's contract kicks in next season, somebody that plays on the team this year is not next year yes. because he's going to engulf the amount of money that they would use for that player on himself. You're right. Would but, you say McDavid's overpaid? No, I would say McDavid's underpaid. He is. But then doesn't listen that, to me carefully. Same thing. Hold on. Just I'm glad we touched on this because I think this needs to be re- restated because we haven't said it in a while. McDavid is the greatest athlete in professional sports in North America relative to the rest of his league. And yes. I think the, that, that he has the biggest gap between yes. one and two. Yes. yes. And I think that the fact that he's only paid like 500,000 to a million more than the next best player than the next highest player in the league is criminal. That guy should be making, especially because he's playing in Edmonton. That guy should be making 15 to $20 million. He should be so far ahead of everyone else. It's not even funny. And the fact that now he isn't even the highest paid player in the NHL is Bananas to me, but doesn't that go against what you just said about wanting to compete for a Stanley Cup? No, because I also think that a team should compete for a Stanley Cup, paying their players what they deserve. Every every player should be paid exactly what they deserve. I think and Nathan then, McKinnon oh, deserves yeah, twelve because that's, that's that's the point of the salary cap, right? Is you have a salary cap to make sure that every team's on a level playing field, and if every player, based on their talent, gets paid what they should be paid, then every team should, in theory, be able to compete with each other. Well, that's just an unrealistic and world. Yeah, that, that's why you have things that we refer to as good contracts and bad contracts. Because yeah, some yeah, players, yeah. like uh, who are we just talking about on Colorado? There, who signed a one by two or something? Evan Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly. So he's way underpaid, and then you have uh, McKinnon, who's way overpaid. Not uh, everything is always even. Yeah, no, I know. Sorry, I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> to Jake's point, yeah, he's yeah. saying is overpaid. And I know this isn't the reality. It's just, you know, something that I, I wish was more true than it is. Well, I think paying yep. a good player, even if you have to overpay for it, is still competing for a Stanley Cup because you're still getting that all-star player, no matter what you're paying them. Yeah. 
and, and I agree with that too. And you're you're also paying these guys that on different years. Like uh, McDavid's contract was years ago, so twelve point five was an absolute absurd number at the time. Yeah, that's true. Matthews was a few few years back where yeah. eleven five was an absurd number. I was going to say you think, and his contract is shorter term than the other guys yeah. too. And Isn't Matthews up in like a year or two? Uh, he can start contract negotiations at the end of this year. Yeah, so when that so contract's up, you think up. he's not going to try to be the highest paid player in the league? Because you, I can exactly. guarantee you he does not sign a contract unless he is. Yeah. So then McKinnon's contract doesn't kick in until next year, and they're probably thinking, okay, well, there's going to be fluctuation in the salary cap. There has to be. Yeah. There's no way it's going to stay this, this low forever. Yeah. So by the time McKinnon's contract kicks in and maybe a couple years into the contract – there's going to be that extra few million in, yeah. in cap space that they're going to be able to play with is yeah. probably what the GM's thinking. One player do you think is overpaid that is a superstar is Panarin. I think he just took yeah, full advantage of that free agency <laughs> and just people throwing money at him. He's making what? Like but, th- but that's what every free something? agent does. Panarin, I mean. Panarin's the goat. He's making like 11-5. Yeah. But that's exactly why he's making that money is because but he got it in free agency. He's, he's also a phenomenal yeah. player. But that's just how like it works. Like You have to overpay for guys when you don't already grow them or have that connection with them like, like when they hit the free agent market your goal is to outbid that and i think outbidding a team even if you're overpaying is showing that you're competing like you, you look at all these other players that make around the same money as panarin like austin matthews um mcdavid eric carlson eric <laughs> <laughs> brent burns well, other, these other superstar players that drew are, dowdy that are playing with other superstar players so you have your 11.5 million dollar player in panarin but who's on his line? Last year he had freaking Mika Zibanejad. No, last year Panarin was playing with Strom. Yeah, he was playing with Strom. Really? Yeah, and he yeah. was still putting up numbers. He was on playing. second line. He was playing with Strom and and somebody else who who wasn't really. It was like Cop and Strom or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what. It hey, was, yeah. don't slander Cop. I'm not Cop s- played crazy in New York last he, year. He played very well, but he was not what Panarin should be playing with. If you put Panarin on a team and you replace Mitch Marner and Artemi Panarin who make similar money, yeah. Yeah, Panarin's going to have ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Like, so it, it's all, I, I think he is worth his money, but the Rangers just don't have the players to play with them. They don't have the Patrick Kane. They don't have the Austin Matthews. Like they have Zabinijad, but like, He's pretty good. He's good, but he's not a superstar first line. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's enough McKinnon talk. I think we'll throw a poll up, and we'll see what you guys think. If you think he's overpaid or underpaid, yeah, that'd be really a good idea. And yeah. see good what idea. see what you guys think. You might get that promotion after all. <laughs> oh, slow all down, right. slow down, well, slow down. We also got some more NHL news. We had a, a trio of defensemen retire, very randomly, but all very prominent defensemen. Uh, we had uh, Stanley Cup captain Zdeno Chara retire. Do you know, do you regular know he, captain you could have announced him as. It's fine. Do you know he was the last player to lose a playoff series to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, now there's that. no active player in the league that's yeah. lost a playoff series to the Toronto Maple Leafs. believe it or not that was not like scripted we did not do that on purpose that good thinking there but yeah that's just wow what a horrible organization (laughs) and now they're sponsored by milk is chara a hall of famer to you guys no 
I say no. I also I have to agree. I don't even know it, if you raise You can't force me to guy that I think you do retire his number. Why? He was the captain of the Stanley Cup winning Boston Bruins. They hadn't won in a real long time. I think you throw him up. You throw Marchand up. Dustin Brown was the captain throw, of the LA Kings when they won both their cups. Yeah, and aren't they? They're a putting statue. a statue yeah, of he's him. Getting a statue. Yeah, it's just stupid to me. It's like it's like okay, um, in Boston, I think the the defensemen whose numbers retired are Bobby Orr, yeah, and Cam Neely. Zdeno <laughs> Chara. And is there any planet that we think Zdeno Chara belongs in the same conversation as Cam Neely and Bobby motherfucking Orr? Okay, so no. My thing with that is, do you think that people from the outside of the Canucks world would think Trevor Linden deserves to get uh, a number retired? Like, to any Canucks fan you ask, yes. But I feel like outside that, people don't know Trevor Linden as well. I like your argument, but I think I would almost say, if you ask Boston fans, do they think Zdeno Chara should have his number retired? I don't think all of them would say yes, the same way that Canucks fans would say yes to Trevor Linden. I would say mm-hmm. nobody's jerseys get freaking retired. <laughs> what what I would have to say, because I remember me and Jake had this argument, funny enough, I think a few years ago, but I still remember it. We argued if Marchand would get retired mm. because for the same reason, you have to think about the company that is in the Boston Bruins rafters. Mm-hmm. That is a high honor to bestow upon someone. Mm-hmm. And yes, Marchand has, and I hate saying this out loud, he has dominated the NHL for years yeah. now. I think but he's... do you give him that honor? Because of, he also has that reputation that comes with him. I think you do. I you, think... you just get him a statue because it won't cost you very much to build because he's so small. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're not going to retire them, you can build a statue of Thomas, Thomas. Marchand, Bergeron, Char. No. They won one cup, man. Settle down. Here's you my throw a banner up for winning the division. <laughs> <laughs> He's promoted. <laughs> he is promoted. I didn't put the banner up. <laughs> Have you guys yeah, seen you that? Guys, aren't you guys retiring Pecorino's numbers? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the same shit as fucking Chara. It's the worst. Are you joking? I'm serious. Jo- Pecorino was one of the best goalies in the league for a decade. He brought questionable. He, he, uh, yeah, he, he brought what? What did he bring to Nashville? He couldn't make a block. What did he bring to save his life? <laughs> he, he scored dro- a couple goals. Yeah. Yeah. He. I can't scored. believe I have to defend him. You guys all seriously think that he doesn't deserve to have his number retired? No, Come on, I, I, be I'm serious. Not, no, no, do any no, of you think that? We're not saying that. I'm saying not saying much it. more than than Zidane Char. Yes, that is what I'm saying. I'm saying they are more on the same level than you think they are. You're correct about this. But Chara won the Norris Trophy in 2009. So the year before they went to the Stanley Cup finals. Two years. Two years. Or two. I think that a lot of teams in the league are missing something that the Canucks have. And I don't get to say that very often. But the Canucks have the ring of honor. Empty cupboard? Yes. I think the ring of honor is (laughs) (laughs) One of the smarter things that the Canucks have done is they've introduced the ring of honor. Where it's, uh, for anyone who hasn't been to Rogers Arena before, it's like an area where they put up players like pictures and their name and number but the numbers aren't retired. It's like fan favorites. Yeah, exactly. Burroughs. Right. Yeah, Bur- uh, Burroughs is in there. Bieksa will likely be in there eventually. Uh, they have. Oh, oh. So, can, don't you don't know. think Bieksa gets in? I don't think. I th- so. I think so, he does. So I just I want to bring this Manka. back to the Chara thing because like because <laughs> like as we've been sitting here talking about it, I wanted to do some more research into it. Okay. And here's the thing with Zidane Chara. So, in the last 15 years, well, no, in the last. 
12 years. He's basically not really done much. Since they won the cup in 2011, he hasn't really done anything. He's never gone to the all-star game. He's never, right. you know, he's never won any trophies or awards. That being said, from like 2003 to 2011, yeah, this guy had a career. Mm-hmm. And based on that time, th- that's where I would say, okay, he deserves something. When did he get traded to Boston? He didn't. He signed as a free agent in like 2009, I believe. 2008 or 2009. I can't remember exactly when he went to Boston. And then he won the yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but like he was in the All-Star game in 3, 7, 8, 9, 11, and 12. Um, he was, uh, yeah, he won the Norris in 9, the Cup in 11. He won the Mark Messier Leadership Award in 11. Ugh. So yeah. like he. This, this man's a legend. All he's, right. he's won a lot, right? He's getting his jersey retired. But again, it's just for me, like I was, when he stopped being relevant, I was 13 years old. So it's like, there's been, you know, 10 to 15 years of time where he just wasn't that relevant in the league. Chara has more goals than Pekarene has blocker saves. Yes, blocker. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, high high block on Pekarene. That was the book on him. That's okay, because he's getting his number retired. If I remember correctly, the last actual relevant thing that Chara did was try to kill Max Pacioretty <laughs> by putting him into the side glass, which is right now curved instead of like a straight edge. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So who else got there uh, announced their retirement? Uh, we also had the current Iron Man streak holder. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, is it Phil yeah. Kessel. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. What? No, yeah, I think Phil Kessel passed him. No, 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 no. no, no. It's still Yandel. Yeah. It's still, still Yandel. Yandel. Yeah. yeah, I think okay, Kessel was might break it this year, but yes, he he definitely. Well, sorry, if he, if he plays, and unless he something happens, yeah. yes, he will yeah, break it. This Vegas year. takes him out behind the ice rink. No, it just goes to show who's going on LTIR, buddy. It just goes to show you don't need to be a pristine athlete to play every single game. No, yes, it was Keith Yandel. Yeah. What a, what a career that man! A l- Interesting what, career, exactly. Like solid offensive yeah. defenseman, super low key career, but always yeah, played always a good defenseman and was was there night in night out. Yeah, he, he's someone who like to a casual hockey fan. If you said his name, I think a lot of them wouldn't even know who mm, he nope. is. Nope. And which is weird because again, he holds the Ironman record mm. right now amongst act. Well, until like a couple days ago, amongst active players. Yeah. So, yeah, that is. A really, it, it's a weird one. You wouldn't expect it. I just want to say more about Chara because oh, I've been reading a lot. Oh, Look at it, boy. No, like, but this is stuff that I'm sure you guys don't know. That's actually really interesting. Uh, Zidane Chara has the most Game Seven playoff appearances in NHL history. The, it, uh, oh, in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, he has I the most games that. played by a defenseman in NHL history. Really? Yeah. Like, there's some. Well, interesting that makes sense. He's like 50 him. years old. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. felt like Lindstrom or somebody. No, yeah, no, it's his career was cut short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he has the hardest shot record. Yes, yeah, that I knew. Yeah, at 108 that. miles per hour. Yeah. Honestly, his should his numbers oh, should be no. Martin Frick. Had oh, the hardest shot. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. was that the was that the AHL? Yeah, guy? yeah in the AHL, yeah. 109. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do not know if I trust that speedometer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, they were doing it in kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, back to Yandel. There's nothing more else to say, really. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> absolute beauty though. They have him on Spit and Chicklets all the time. Yeah. Oh, do they? Like, oh yeah. yeah, he's an absolute. He's a hilarious absolute guy. beauty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last event's been we already covered. PK Subban, <coughs> yeah. gone but not forgotten. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll sign in Vancouver. He'd come Hopefully. out of retirement. We can keep our fingers crossed. 
I, anyway. I, I will say this, though. Goodbye and good riddance for, to all of them. Well, for, for all you could say about Rip. Subban, I, I will say this, that on his Instagram, he obviously made like a post just mm-hmm. kind of saying he was uh, retiring. And under it, he wrote like a pretty big... Oh, it was huge. A massive paragraph, yeah. several paragraphs about, yeah. you know, it's thank you and goodbye, whatever. And I have to say, I don't know what compelled me to read it, but I did. It is among the more genuine and heartfelt things I've read from a professional athlete in a very long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, P.K. Subban's a lot of things, but a closed book he is not. No. He wore his heart on his sleeve as he played. You know, obviously, he was a huge figure in all three of the communities that he played in. Um, I don't think he took this decision lately. No, not at all. And it, it still honestly begs the question a little bit. I wonder why he did. You know, there were definitely teams that would have taken him. And it's not like they were taking him on league mins. Like, we're talking about millions of dollars that they would have been willing to fork out for. I think he got a contract from some sort of, like, TSN or Sportsnet. And he was just like, this is my calling. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Why not now? My favorite thing about Subban was his crossovers. Those, like, really short ones. Yeah. Yeah. God would come up to his chest. God only knows what he was going to do, but he was going to do something. For me, it was his ankles. His ankles would just be, like, inside (laughs) out. Like, oh, man. He also always had somehow, like, hunched shoulders all the time. Staring in between his feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The... If, if, just want to say one last time for anyone who's interested, definitely check out his latest Instagram post. He has the paragraph or the very long, almost like a novel that he's written underneath it. But I, I just want to read this one small part of it because it, this is the part that really kind of hooked me on it. He said, I remember my dreams of playing in the NHL and winning a Stanley cup, similar to the guys on Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em tapes at the end of every volume with the black eyes, broken bones and tears of joy. To this day, I still dream about it. I, I don't know. Something about that kind of hit me because he, you know, he did never win a cup. Hmm. But like you guys said, he wore his heart on his sleeve. He gave 100% every time he was on the ice. And you you can't not respect him for that. P.K. Subban, Hall of Famer? No. No, not a chance. <laughs> he does have a Norris. He, he has a Norris. And no cup. And a lot of years where he did not play very well. Fair. But but again, that's even saying that. Still, tons of respect for him. I love him as a guy. I just yeah, I, I think that the Hall of Fame still has to have a certain pedigree to it, right? You can't just let anyone in, and just because I like him, doesn't mean he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he could actually have a case for making it into the Hall of Fame. You know, like the the comparisons between him and Chara are actually there's quite a few. I mean, obviously Chara played for a lot longer than Subban did. But in the period of time between, you know, 2010 and 2015, Subban was one of the best defensemen in the league. So I think there's more of a case there for him to make it into the Hall of Fame than you think. Um, It just isn't obviously as stretched out over as long a period of time as Chara was. And, of course, there's that whole thing about how Subban never won a cup, but Chara did. But, I mean, come on, there's tons of players in the Hall of Fame who never won a cup. I think there's more of a argument than a lot of people think there is. I I disagree. We are going to now finish our rankings of each division. And I will be starting, and I am starting from the bottom. Good. <laughs> He's yeah. learning. Hit, He's hit learning. The hit, hit the clapping button. Yeah, we're... Nope. <laughs> All right. Starting at the bottom of the Pacific, I have the Arizona Coyotes. 
Coming in just... They're not even in the Pacific. You are in the wrong division, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) When Seattle came in, they got bumped to the Central. What year are you looking at? Oh, San Jose. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay. I I get them mixed up all the time, too, because (laughs) of how they're nothing alike (laughs) and have nothing in common. All right. Coming in at the bottom of the Pacific, I have the San Jose Sharks. Then just slightly ahead, I've got the Kraken. Then missing the playoffs, I've got the Los Angeles Kings. Also missing the playoffs, I've got the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm. I have Anaheim squeaking in in number four. Then Vancouver coming in number three. Edmonton number two. And Calgary winning the whole Western Conference. Whoa. Wow, that's bold. That's a bold take. I, you know what? Let's save the fighting until the end, but I, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> go ahead. All right. Well, then let's hear your list. Oh, don't we go to, how oh, we do Jake now? In last place, I have the Seattle Kraken. I don't get it. I don't think they're going to be any better than they were last year. They haven't added anything but Shane Wright. So I don't think they're going to be any better. Uh, second last in the division. And Burakoski. <clears throat> oh, and uh, the guy and from. Bukestad. Yeah, and Bukestad. Okay, maybe they have added a few yeah, they're stacked. But still, I don't think they're going to be that good. <laughs> um, so I have them finishing last in the division. Just above them, I have the San Jose Sharks. Nothing much really needs to be said there. Just above them, it's the Anaheim Ducks. They just aren't mature enough yet. They've got good young pieces, but they're not quite there. Um, last team outside the playoffs, I have the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and then in fourth... First team making the playoffs in the wild card, I have the LA Kings. In third, I have the Calgary Flames. Second, what? I have the Edmonton Oilers. What? Oh, and the first, I have the Vancouver Canucks. Wow. The absolute homer pick. Uh, wow. I am has a boner. I am stunned. Wow. <laughs> and please don't reveal that to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I'm speechless. Yeah, I'm quite shocked by that. Okay. Uh, I like it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go with mine then. I, I'm going to follow the trend here and keep uh, the Kraken in last place. This is a very bad hockey team. That Alex it, did not pick them last. Yeah, I've, oh, got, you I've got San Jose last. Oh, you were wrong then. No It's, it's going to be the Kraken. San Jose is nobody. Yeah, neither do the Kraken. Matty Beneers. Same right, Matty Beneers. Andre Berkowski. Yeah, Duke's I don't dead. Know. We'll get I don't into know. it later. Viz Dutch. Yeah, we, we will. Put it this way: the only guys they have are unproven in the NHL. Philip anyway. Grubauer in net. <laughs> okay, proven, proven my point. Proven I'm sorry, The San Jose Sharks with James Reimer in net's way better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Well, not to worry. I have San Jose coming in okay. right beside them. Uh, yeah, it's Seattle. Even though they're coming in last, at least they have a future. You know, yeah. San Jose is down there, but they've got nothing. So mm-hmm. poor them. Uh, coming in next, I have the Anaheim Ducks. I just think that they need more time to build. And with LA just barely squeaking into the playoffs, I have the same thing. I think they're not as good as people think they're going to be. I don't think they've taken many steps to improve. So I, I don't see, I see them having a very similar season to last year. Did you forget about Kevin Fiala? <clears throat> he said, he said, no, the Anaheim Ducks. Didn't oh, he? no, he said the LA Kings, didn't he? Yeah, I, I have the LA Kings squeaking oh, in the playoffs there. I missed a whole section of your thing. No, that's okay. <laughs> that. I, I, I just yeah. said I have the Kings. I have a tough time listening to him talk. So. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, I have the Kings just barely making it in. I don't think they've done enough to get much better from last year. I would expect a very similar season. Uh, in third place, I have... Yes, third place. I have the Calgary Flames. What? I think... I think that while they have added some really good pieces, they've lost a lot of their core and it takes time for players like that to gel. And I think they might not, they might lack some chemistry at the beginning of the season. It'll cost them some roster or sorry, some regular season points. I don't think that will change their success in the playoffs, but I think in the regular season, they come third. I agree. No crazy. I agree. Second place. I have the Vancouver Canucks, where I'm going to contradict myself and say we brought in a bunch of new guys, and I think they're all going to gel instantly because they're all Russian. So they're all going to get along just fine. None of them can golf. It's fantastic. And in first place, I think, much to Jake's dismay, on the back of Jack Campbell, the Edmonton Oilers take the division and possibly the conference. But I, I, I'm more confident they will take the division. All right. Well, I, do I have a list for you guys? Here we go. I'm so... T- at least this is the last one. At le- this is the last one he can do. In last place, I have the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. No, no, no. Tyler agrees team. with you. That's bad. No, you no, don't no, ag- no. <laughs> They're, they're a good. horrible team with no, with no future. Second last, I have the Vegas Golden Knights. Whoa. Uh, Who's their goalie again? Freaking to- Logan Thompson and Bruce Waugh or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tyler and Street Hockey Pass. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They're going to be horrible. So you think the wheels just come off this year for them? Yeah. Okay. They and have Phil Kessel, though. <laughs> well, we'll see. In third last, I have a team that I very much hate. The Calgary, Calgary Flames. Flames. <laughs> what? Yep. Wait, what's, what's a Dude. surprise to you? Their position or the fact that he hates them? The position. The position. And a little bit. I didn't know you hated them that much. I was a Vancouver fan living in Calgary. Okay. Doesn't get much worse than that. <laughs> that. That's fair. That's fair. But damn, third from the bottom? Yep. They're oh, going to get torched man. this year. Is that pun intended? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the first team missing the playoffs, I have the Anaheim Ducks. I think they got a lot of young talent. They're going to kind of go out there and have fun. They're going to win win enough games to beat out the Calgary Flames. Fourth, we have the LA Kings. The addition of Fiala, not bad. I think Kings are going to be pretty good. Third, the Seattle Kraken. (laughs) Andre Burakovsky is carrying this team to the playoffs. Seattle Kraken are going to make the playoffs, and then they're going to get torched in the first round. (laughs) But they're going to make the playoffs and miss out on Connor Bedard. Who are they going to play in the first round of the playoffs? Uh, <laughs> they're going to play the Oilers. Oh! Which means I have the Canucks finishing first and the Oilers finishing second. You also have the Canucks... Wait, no, that yep, doesn't that mean doesn't. anything to me. I'm, I'm still more surprised that Jake had that. But I, I can see it. The Canucks yeah. have the deepest roster. On, they have probably the best goalie in the Pacific. That I would agree with. And as soon as they bring in Chikrin, their defense is not going to be terrible. The pro- that's the thing, is you can't bank on them bringing in Chikrin. I'm banking on Patrick Kane and Chikrin starting oh the season. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine. If we manage to pull in Kane and Chikrin and don't lose depth, 
sure, the Canucks could win the division. No, they're winning it's the not cup. happening. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Fine. Yeah. They're contenders. With Chikrin and Kane, yes. I would expect them to be in the finals. Hey, you just watch when all my lists come true and you have the Kraken and the Detroit Red Wings <laughs> and all and the Buffalo Sabres and all these and other Columbus teams. Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus Blue Jackets making the playoffs and you guys are going to be like, damn. I should have bet on Jordan's picks. He's just going for the biggest parlay. <laughs> on who? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I I'm did, not giving I you any money. I just call myself Jordan. Uh, Tyler. Oh, yeah, no, they don't know about your secret ever. name. Yeah, my middle name. Double life. Yeah, <sighs> it really kind of is. All right, I need to I need to defend this Canucks thing. I, I need you to defend I want this to hear Canucks it. thing. I need to understand why everybody hates the Calgary Flames. It's, it's not about hating the Calgary Flames. No, I like for them. For me, it's about... The best players on that team are gone. Like, the team that we know as the Calgary Flames, the best players are gone. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk are not on that team anymore. They replaced them with Jonathan Huberto. Who is better. Great player. Who's a great player. Who also played with one of the best two-way centers in the history of the game. And the only reason why he didn't win the Selkie every year is because Patrice Bergeron exists. Okay? Right. In Calgary, he doesn't have the same support. I He's still got Elias think... Elias Lindholm. Exactly. He's Elias Lindholm. And Kadri now. Okay. Yeah. Kadri is not the player that everyone seems to think he is. The only reason I don't Kadri, understand why anyone gives Kadri any credit at all. The only reason he had oh. so many points is because he was playing first-line center when they had all their injuries and just racked up points early in the season. Yeah, and they had all nothing their injuries down the playing stretch. with nobody. Yeah, but he did nothing down the stretch. No, no he had either Rantanen, McKinnon, Landeskog. He had the all, yeah. like these at least two of them on his line at all times. Yeah, but he's going to have Huberto now. No, because no. he's going to be a second-line center. Cal- Calgary is, plays wing. Yeah, no, Kadri's going to be the second-line center. To me, Calgary is just a patchwork of, of players. Like, it's just... Somehow last year it clicked in the regular season and they'd had a fine regular season and then it just fell apart in the offseason. And to me, the only thing that's remained the same about that team is the concept of being a patchwork team. I don't think it's going to work for them. Maybe they find some success during the regular season. I mean, I have the projected to make the playoffs, but I just don't think it, it works out for them in the playoffs. And I also just don't think that they they have the ability to keep it together long enough to make a deep run. Or, you know, even have a successful season. There's a reality where Tyler's right and they finish way towards the bottom of the league and don't even come close to the playoffs. Third last in the division. I, I still don't see that. But the one thing, too, I think we have to acknowledge is Jacob Markstrom, who just had a Vesna caliber year. He was yeah. nominated. Yeah. But we also got to see in the playoffs how inconsistent he can yeah. be. He's, he's well, a hot and cold goalie. Yeah. And is, that's not something you can have when you're trying to compete for the top spot in the division. This is only for regular season, though, you guys. Yeah, no, it is. But that's just it. His inconsistencies aren't limited to the playoffs. They just happen to be last year. Mm. Anyway, so let's get back to the whole idea. And he's got no Ian Clark. The Canucks. Yes. Yes. That's huge. Uh, About the Canucks being first in the Pacific. Right. (coughs) They do have Ian Clark. (laughs) Yeah, that's the (laughs) difference. (laughs) No, because ultimately we're talking about why is it not the Edmonton Oilers, right? And I've said this once. I've said this a thousand times. I don't believe Jack Campbell is a starting goalie in the NHL. I don't think you can rely on him. I don't think the defense. You don't think he. Okay, wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I, I've I told could, you this could, a thousand no, 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 times. No, just no, sh- shut. I could hear the conversation that he's not your favorite goalie. He's not the best goalie. He's not a top five goalie. 
but not a starter. Yes. That implies he is not a top 30 goalie in the league. 32. You're mm. saying he is no, it worse doesn't. than the 32nd best goalie? No. Because there, I think there are teams that have two goalies better than other teams one. I think he's probably sitting somewhere in like the 25 to 30 range. Look, the thing that's that, fucked. Who has two goalies that are better than Jack Campbell? Matt Murray and Ilias. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this coming no. from? I think, well, I think that there's a lot of teams that just, look, I'm not ranking how good he is. I'm telling you that I don't think he's a starting caliber goalie. And I, and I just think that if. That's crazy. Yeah. I think Casey DeSmith is a better goalie than I, okay, Jack well, Okay, it, 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 tell me oh, this God. then. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell me this then. What, what bounty of knowledge do you have on Jack Campbell that I'm not privy to? What games have you seen him play? The whole last season. He, he played in like five goals a he game. He was a terrible goalie on one of the best teams. He got bounced in the first round. He never won them a game the in the whole playoffs. The team got bounced in the yeah, first round. And they have every him. year before that, too. Again, but what, like, what have you seen from this guy that made you think, yeah, he's the one that's going to make the Edmonton Oilers get out of being a joke? The, like, what are, you, the Leafs, what are you smoking and where can I find The it? Leafs went to game seven of the first round against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. You don't do that with a you, backup goalie. Well, it wasn't thanks to him. No, Every The you, reason they got there was they're scoring 100 goals a game. They weren't scoring 100 goals a game, The though. first game was 5 nothing. Okay. Right, then how'd they win the other three? Yeah. I don't remember exactly the scores <laughs> of the games. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is I, I, I know that that series wasn't... 2-1, one nothing, like most playoff series are. No, And you, you, also, the Toronto Maple Leafs are, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, objectively a better team than the Edmonton Oilers. And also, they play in a way better division. And for them to be able to compete as well as they did in that division, and expecting them to be able to, or Jack Campbell to be able to pivot that into playing in the worst division, and somehow making that team better, even though they weren't very good last year, I just, I don't understand why... Look, and I really don't think I'm the only one that thinks that Jack Campbell isn't the piece that they were missing. They're missing a good starting goalie. They've been missing a good starting goalie since Nikolai Habi fucking Bullen of 2008. Okay, Dwayne Rolison. Exactly. Like they haven't had okay, a good goalie let's, let's in 15 Let's simplify years. this argument by a lot. Then the Edmonton Oilers last year were in the third round of the playoffs. Were they not? Th that is a would true you, statement. Okay, would Mike you, would Smith you say is a better you, goalie? Oh, wait, no, 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 hang on. Would you say that aside from goaltending, don't even look at goaltending. Would you say that it, just in terms of offense and defense, they are better than they were last year? They played That's LA. That's not a yes or no team, answer. And I'm not answering That's it That's not like a that. yes or no answer. They played the LA Kings who shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Agreed. And then they played the Calgary Flames who were a patchwork team that fell apart in the playoffs. So their third round appearance was a joke. They got swept and they and they, they didn't show up at any of those games. Let's like, say you're right. What are you getting Let's at? Let's say you're right. Offense and defense. Did they get better since last season? Offensively, yes. Defensively, yeah. No. Yeah, it's probably about the same defensively. Their defense if sucks, not and worse, their team is not deep enough. Would you tell me, would you make the actual argument that Mike oh, for God's Smith... Sake, we've talked about this for weeks. So why do you keep yeah. bringing it okay. up? Okay, I'm going to make because a different... Because that's the ranking we're doing. I'm, I'm going to make a different argument here. <sighs> the Canucks are a deeper offensive team than the Oilers. Yes. Yeah. Both teams have a very terrible defense. Agreed. Yeah. 
but I think the Canucks actually might have a better defensive core than the Oilers. That's how bad the Oilers' defense is. I need. I, this I has don't nothing know to do with the goaltending, though. Just wait. This has everything to do with the Canucks being better than the Oilers. Yeah, I, I do think Demko's a much better goalie than Demko's than, a better yeah, goalie. The Canucks have a margin, like a little bit of a better defense, and they are a deeper team up front. But I have no faith. Yeah. I've been. I you need to have a little faith. I they can't proven anything and though. That's the thing. Mike Smith statistically is a better goalie than Jack Campbell. If you look at Mike Smith's career, career, oh, oh, numbers, career numbers, okay. Yeah. He, he was a fucking Arizona Coyote for the longest time. The he Arizona up, Coyotes went to the Western Conference Finals at one point. Yeah, because of Mike Smith. In a lockout-shortened season in 2012. Yeah, let's talk about some more recent playoff success. They beat the Preds. Who? The Yotes. Like two yeah, years well, ago. In the, in the play-in, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> look. It, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this whole conversation has gotten on like a personal nerve. I can't believe that <laughs> you believe think, think Jack Campbell's not a starting goalie. No, he's not. Watch him play. He's not a good goalie. Uh, he, in my opinion, do you guys remember what I was saying about Darcy Kemper last season? Yes, that he was getting carried by a good team. Exactly. And I think any success that the Edmonton Oilers you see. You think Jack Campbell was as well. Exactly. Same thing with Toronto last year. I just, I don't see it. He's not, fundamentally, he's not a good goalie. He lets out huge rebounds. He's slow in the net. He can't play the puck. He has terrible vision. He doesn't play deflections well. He doesn't move well when he gets deked. Like, he's just not a fundamentally a good goalie. And again, like, if there's something that you've seen out of this guy that I haven't, tell me where to find it. Because I've not seen him steal a game. I've not made him. I've not seen him make an incredible save. I've not seen him make a, a, an incredible performance. Like I've seen him get hung out to dry. I've seen him make, you know, subpar performances. I've seen him keep them in games. Sure, but keeping your team in games isn't isn't really like the benchmark for what a starting goalie needs to be. He needs to win you games. I remember a couple of, uh, episodes ago. We were talking about Cam Talbot and how you thought that he was a good goalie and he was going to upgrade the Ottawa Senators goalie. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I want you to be. I want you to be like hundred percent here. Mm -hmm. I said he is a good goalie who upgrades the Ottawa Senators goaltending situation. Yeah, their goalie was Matt Murray. But you still think that Cam Talbot is a good goalie? Do you think well, he's okay, a well, starting okay, well, goalie? Do I think he's a starting goalie? Yeah. No, I don't. Okay, so who do you think is a starting goalie then? I think the top 15 goalies in the league are what I would consider starting goalies. If you don't have a top 15 goalie, you don't have a starter. That's what a starter is to me. A goalie if you're talking you about like cup contention, then sure. I'm talking they can play 70 games a season and they're going to win you games. That's what a starting goalie is. If you put a team on the ice with Jake Allen in net, you don't have a starter. Just because he's your starting goalie doesn't make him your starter. You need to have, if you're competing for a cup, if you're wanting to be a good team, you need to have a starting goalie, right? Kay. And you're not you're not competing for a cup with Jake Allen. You're not competing for a cup with Jack Jack Campbell. You're not competing for a cup with Matt Murray. But somehow the the Montreal or the Toronto Toronto Maple Leafs seem to think that they are. Who who would you say is a better team, the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> like all in, if you look no at goalies, the, no goalies, no goalies. Edmonton I, I, Oilers. I would have to go with Toronto just because of their defense. Their offense is deeper and their defense is, is better. 
Yeah, maybe. I, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm sticking with my answer. I okay, said Toronto. Toronto. I'll, I'm I'll sticking with Toronto. Toronto. Jack Campbell was 31, 9, and 6 with a 245 goals against and a 915 save percentage last year. Okay. Mike Smith was hurt for half the year. He went 16, 9, and 2 with a 268 and a 9.24 save percentage. The goalies basically wash. Like they've they're very similar. They're they're almost the same numbers, except for one was on a better team. Yes, but it's two different divisions as well. So they're playing less. Like I do, I do see your point, but then like there's also outside factors to that. You're you're playing in a better division, yeah. But I mean, the teams the Oilers were playing were freaking. The Oilers have no defense. And Mike Smith was still putting up good numbers. Also, Mike Smith had more shots per game against than the Toronto Maple Leafs did. Also, I want to just quickly make another point here. So we've all agreed that Thatcher Demko is a way better goalie than Jack Campbell. We can all agree yes. on that, right? Yes. Yeah. This is Thatcher Demko's stat line from last year. 33 and 22 and 7, whatever. 272 goals against average and a 915 save percentage. That's nearly identical it to is. Jack Campbell. However... He was playing on a horrible hockey team for at least the first half of the season. That's the point I'm trying to make. And they had the same stat lines. So he's on a stacked team with the same numbers. He's not. He's just not a, a goalie that they can rely on. And when they need to, because every team needs to rely on their goalie at some point, whether it's to make the playoffs, whether it's to win a series, whether it's to keep okay. the morale up, whether it's to, to steal a game from a good team, Every team needs to have a goalie they can rely on. The Edmonton Oilers are going to find out really early in the season that they can't do that with Jack Campbell. And Miko Koskinen's going to get dragged out of the fucking dressing room to go in. Look, I, I, I don't <laughs> think Jack Campbell is an elite goaltender. I do think he's a starting goaltender, but I think I have a different idea of what a starting goaltender is than Jake does. That is fair. Yeah. That is fair. I think that's the whole thing. That, I, that's fair. I could I could make that compromise. Yeah. Because again, for most people, when you say not a starter, they think backup. Yeah. Right. They think like again, like I said, bought like worse than thirty second best in the league. But if you're saying that starting goaltender for you is like top ten to fifteen, that's a very different picture than what most people would have in their heads. I think. But I do still think that Jack Campbell is a top fifteen goaltender in the NHL. I, I so that is a bold take that we do not have time for on yeah. this episode. Today. Yeah. yeah, I would say around fifteen. I would yeah, say like yeah, definitely yeah. closer to fifteen. Yeah, I think I think the 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 concept of whether you see the way we look at starters differently is kind of irrelevant because I still think he's a far worse goalie than you seem to think he is. You think he's a middle of the pack goalie, and I think he's far from that, right? Let me give you a, a comparable. So Frederick Anderson and, and John Gibson. Where would you rank them compared to Jack Campbell? Well, Anderson finished like top five or six in in um in, Vezina voting, Yeah, so he would be better. Gibson, I don't watch a whole lot, but I would say probably around similar to Campbell. Okay, because in my opinion, those two guys are what are the middle. Those are the guys that like, those you, are your starters. You think Frederick Anderson's middle of the pack? Yes. I think he's better than middle. Yeah. Okay, we need to get a list of goalies in the NHL. We yeah, need we to do, do that on another honestly, episode. Next episode. I agree. I next agree. episode. Yeah. But like we'll, we'll, honestly, because we'll there's, I feel like there's just a lot of goalies you guys aren't thinking of. Like, 
like okay. Shosturkin, uh, Vasilevsky, obviously Demko, Markstrom, Saros. Like, there's a ton of goalies that you guys might not even be thinking about that are way ahead of these guys. All right, everyone, right? go home and take your thirty. <laughs> no, take Get out. Take your thirty-two league starters. Who the starting goalie is going to be, and fucking rank, rank them. Yeah. And we come okay. back, and we can have this yeah, argument next that. episode. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay, I think that is enough talk of goaltending. I think it's now time that we walk to the pool, jump off, straight into the inbox. And I will give it to Marcus because he has the question. I do. Uh, We have quite a few questions here, but we're only going to have time to get to like one, maybe two, because we talked a lot this episode. Um, First question I've got here. Do you guys think we could see Colin D'Elia if Spencer Martin doesn't seem to be the fit? So I guess everyone knows that uh, Halak is out as our backup this year, and we've basically decided Spencer Martin, who played most of the season in the AHL, is being promoted to NHL backup. So if that doesn't work out, what's the play here? I I think you see more Arthur Shillovs than, than Colin D'Elia. I think we trade for a different backup. Got to agree with the intern on this one. I thought we were done with goalie talk. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Uh, no, I, I'm more on the side of Tyler. Like, I think this is the season where you'll see Arthur Silovs a little bit more in the AHL. And depending on how he does, he could get the call up. But, like, they signed D'Elia because he is Richard Bachman, right? That was his yeah. name, right? Like, that's who he is. Yeah. Right? He's a third string goalie. You leave him in the AHL to rot until you absolutely need him. Yeah. That's what he is. But even then, this season, the Canucks have to make the playoffs. Yeah. They are. This is a no-excuse season. If they don't, you can say goodbye to a lot of roster players. Okay, well, let's say Demko gets injured. What's the backup plan then? That's uh, what I'm saying. If, if Martin comes goalie. up and is not working out, that's what I'm saying. They have to trade yeah, for someone. Yeah, they got to trade for something nah, better. Silov's a starter. <laughs> Top no, 15 I, in the Honestly, <laughs> I love the guy. I think he has a really decent ceiling on top of him. But, again, th- there is no way that management lets this team lose hockey games because of goaltending. If oh, their backup bet. isn't working out, they are trading and they are bringing someone in. Well, let's just hope we don't have to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking time this team makes the playoffs. The time? <laughs> Speaking of the time. I think it's time for for Tyler's Tyler's Surprise surprise Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah. All right, we're going back to Florida this week. Florida man banned from airline for wearing thong as mask compares himself to Rosa Parks. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. my God. Okay, we're not allowed to laugh. <laughs> oh, fuck you! I didn't realize I lived in a country where you weren't allowed to wear whatever you want on an airplane. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Wow. I, <laughs> Rosa Parks. Are we allowed to laugh? Yeah. I, I, want, yeah. I want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's funny. funny. It's crazy. Basically say it the same as civil rights activist Rosa Parks. He's He has a right to... Whatever he wants, apparently. <laughs> Does he? Well, he's bad, so apparently not. <laughs> it's crazy to me that like so many people think that they have the right to do whatever the fuck they want. I know. They're like, oh, it's freedom of 
something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gotta yeah. be freedom of it's something. Free country, ignore the fuck Yeah, I want. it's gotta yeah. be one of those charters. Well, like, yeah, you, you have the right to do whatever you want so long as it doesn't impact other people. Mm-hmm. Right? That That's how I understand it. That's how I justify a lot of things I do with my life. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. See, that, that's just it. I know a lot of airlines or different countries, obviously, COVID restrictions are different everywhere now. But most airlines don't make you wear masks anymore. Or I think most countries. All, all of them coming out of Canada make you wear a mask. Really? Yeah, that's right. You you have you have to wear the mask until you're across the border. Yeah. Then once you once weird. you land Wait, in the air. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once if you take so off weird. from YVR, you have you to have wear to... it until you land. No, I thought it was until you cross the border in the air. Oh no. I thought no, it was like what? You... that is no, the most ridiculous no, they, they, thing ever. No, they they made me wear it until I landed. Really? Yep. Jesus. But then you have to take it off once, once you're on the ground. As soon as I got into like out of the gates, it was free game. Everyone was ripping their mask Just off. Just give you a bucket of <laughs> fried <laughs> chicken yeah, and hand you like, a bald eagle to wear on your arm. No more like, masks. America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they made me wear, and everyone on the plane, you had to wear your masks until you got off the airplane. Wow. But then, then flying back, you didn't have to put it on. Weird. That is bizarre. Yep. Was it like only the Canadians had to? No, nope, like, no. Nope. <laughs> it was, you didn't have to wear it on the way back, but you had to wear it leaving Weird. But but the thong wouldn't work. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't try it. Well, why not? Maybe, maybe next time I'll give that a go and see if they ban me. some edible underwear with you. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just dissolve <laughs> in the place. <laughs> yeah. Like, I promise I used to have a mask on, but I ate it. <laughs> I got hungry. The snacks on this flight are bullshit. <laughs> Bring the twisted Tyler mask. You know how quickly that would get you kicked out of oh an airport? <laughs> you said, Instantly. Had, you said yeah, I had to man. wear a mask. Yeah. I put a mask on. All right. Man, you would have a German shepherd on top of you like <laughs> that, man. Oh, boy. Well, that about... That's, that's good, I think. Yeah, I think we uh, covered everything. I think we I covered agree. everything. <laughs> yeah. Even some stuff that we weren't going to talk yeah. about. Yes. When when you guys hear this episode, you'll probably only hear like a tenth of what we talked about. Yeah. Lots of discussions going on. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Usually the episodes end up between like an hour, hour 10, hour 20 minutes. We are at two hours and 15 minutes of recording right now. <laughs> this so. is also the latest we've probably started in a while. Is it midnight? It is Midnight exactly. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, yeah, you yeah, guys are gonna hate your lives tomorrow. Oh, yes, man. we are. Oh, I gotta yes, be up at we eight. are. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I used to work at two forty-five. So fair. All right. Well, I don't know. How do you guys close this off? You. It's up to you, man. You. You. You turn this or you end this episode in any way you want. All right. Well, if you guys want to hear more about us and see more content you can check out our socials at vancouver boys podcast on instagram youtube twitter (laughs) tiktok tiktok that's the big one and is there a fifth twitch twitch can't forget about twitch uh yeah if you guys want to see any more content uh we're getting a lot more videos out on our youtube channel yes so go check that out i got a lot of stuff coming yeah in the works there's gonna be a lot of uh editing all last night and honestly like we're in september of season two season three starts in october yeah and we are so excited for what we have planned we've got some stuff coming oh yeah so stay tuned for that yes 
Some big stuff. So, signing out. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Goodbye. What's wrong with goodbye? I don't know. You <laughs> There's just, nothing wrong you with just, goodbye. You just haven't picked a thing I was. Yet. I fully expected him to go, ka yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. You gotta have, like, something like, goodbye, Vancouver. Like, Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver. Let's ride. <laughs> 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 <laughs>